From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast. This is Eric Wakeling here with Matt Doan. Hello, hello. How you doing, dude? Pretty good for a Monday as yeah. we're recording this. Yeah, we're doing this earlier in the morning than we normally do. Earlier. Usually it's in the afternoon, sometimes late morning, but today it's like first thing. I feel like, though, the room, the building's not as cold as it was last week or the last six weeks. Yes, I agree. It's like a little bit more, yeah, just like reasonable temperature in here. I'm not shivering or sweating yeah. one or the other. Was your bill lower this month for gas or have you even checked yet? I haven't checked, okay. but B does the bills in our family. Uh-huh. So I kind of would prefer to live in sort of a blissful <laughs> ignorance. <laughs> so I think we talked about this. I don't want to kill it, but so our bill in January was 3.30 yeah. for our house. I remember ours was like double what it normally yeah. was or something like that or triple. And so maybe. we just got ours today. It was 187. So oh. we cut it. Whoa. Although I think the prices have gone down a little bit. Did you freeze your children? But yes, we were. You were? We've been living <laughs> in basically 61 degrees in our house over the last like two weeks. Like okay. blankets, full North Face jackets. Okay, so like someone's <laughs> like, hey, I will give you $100 if you suffer for 30 days. And you're the person that says yes. That, that suffering is worth $100. So... It- <laughs> At the time, it did not feel like it felt like it'd be a lot more than that, right? Yeah. <laughs> but when it comes down to it, and oh, breaking news! Oh, hey, hey, my wife, um, in her newest job, has an hour commute both ways. Okay, yeah. And so she's been telling me she's been listening to the podcast. <gasps> Whoa! Yes, and so she actually said she enjoys it. Oh yes, yes. So. Anyways, that's nothing to do with my gas bill or. Did, did I already tell about how I forced stuff? my daughter to listen to it no, on, the, on the podcast? No, what? Wait, so I forced. That strange. I forced her because she was in the car with me. Oh. So I turned it on in the car on the way back from surf yeah. and just made her listen to it. And she's like, "Huh?" Because we hadn't even gotten to any. We hadn't got to anything the whole drive. We hadn't got to anything serious or whatever. And she's like, "Huh?" So you got a you got a comedy podcast, huh? That was like, whoa, that's a compliment in itself. That's what I I know. She meant it as an insult, and I took it as a total compliment. Also, it was so good. Uh, We do though have some corrections and retractions off the bat, don't we? All right, go for it. Okay, well, we got an email from from Kevin. We'll just say he lives in Simi Valley. Yeah, that's right. So Kevin wrote the show or whatever <laughs> we call this thing. Podcast at CalvaryLife.org. Yes. This is good. We're getting the email address out early in yep. the episode because I think nobody, yeah, nobody listens to the last couple minutes. <laughs> is there like stats on that? Like first 10 minutes? We have four listeners last 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just us. There must be some way to check that. But I so yeah, have. so Kevin wrote a you know, basically not even a, he was demanding. He was kind of demanding a, a contract, a correction. Yeah. He did some all caps. <laughs> he did some all caps typing actually. So we had said, we were talking about Joda, which is actually pronounced Yoda. And so we were excited and you said Yoda's from Tatooine. And I said, no, he's from Dagobah. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> Kevin says, actually all caps Yoda is not. And then all caps again from Dagobah. <laughs> He hid on Dagobah after Order 66. Nerd. His home planet was never revealed by himself or anyone else. So he asked, he requested a formal uh, correction, and so we've given it. He is. Okay, we apologize, Kevin, and we apologize to the Star Wars universe. Yeah, and then we apologize to all the other listeners for having to hear this last minute of this podcast. <laughs> yes, that's the double apology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so if you want to correct us on anything like that feel free yeah um yeah we we enjoy that we'll just receive that criticism we welcome it yeah we because it means it. that there's some engagement we actually have proof that someone's listening to this yeah yeah the like uh what is it the like uh any publicity is good yeah. publicity or whatever yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> if you want to correct eric's grammar oh yeah go for please. it please <laughs> um <laughs> You want to Matt smirking a little as he says these words, everyone. <laughs> uh, if you want to correct. Oh, I did have a correction in my sermon from yesterday. Oh, OK. I apparently on the screen said part of it was from Matthew 16, 33. Uh-huh. 
but that chapter does not go up that high. <laughs> and I think it was verse 23 or oh, something like that. So somebody came in, let me know that. And I said, cool, thanks. Okay. <laughs> pa- pastor nightmares right here. Numbers Com- are in the real Bible, just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, pastor nightmares here is when you say turn to this, you know, chapter, verse, book. Yeah. And for some reason, when you're in front of people, you can't find it. Like the pages are stuck together in your Bible and you're just struggling. Have you ever gone to the table of contents? Uh, oh, you Mark, I'm, you're showing me your Bible right here in the podcast studio in the secret headquarters of the podcast. That's studio. right. What do you, what do you have? If there? I, I use these little, uh, kind of little post-it note thingies mm-hmm. that are a little clear on the bottom and have a slightly translucent, colorful top to they're, them. They're very pretty. Yes. Yes. These little guys are kind of plasticky ones. They're uh-huh. not, they're different than, uh, and they're only about, I don't know what it's that like half an inch or th- it's like less sure. than an inch yeah. like wide it's not yeah. a huge post-it thing it's like a little tab but i put them in if i'm going to turn to something especially if it's something semi right like a like a minor profit semi difficult to find Nahum. yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i feel like minor profits for me and then like sometimes uh you know like the like philemon or yeah. titus like the real tiny right. um the yeah. tiny epistles well, because those are challenging because listener we have <laughs> You have like 10% of your brain when you're just standing in front of people. I mean, yes. things that would come normally to you when yes. you're just in the quietness of your couch, living room, or with a friend, with yeah. a friend feels like sometimes, even though you do this a lot, it still feels like there's moments, but that one's one. And my second one is, yeah. is what you just said. If, uh, Hey, turn to, I wrote down the wrong reference, right? Like, oh, Hey, yeah. turn to Mark five forty eight, And then and you get there, I get there and I realizing as I'm looking at it before I read it out loud, oh, yeah. no, I must've meant. Mark four forty eight, but I wrote five. Yeah, and that you don't know, but you, you don't have a month. At the time. You <laughs> yes, don't remember. You don't remember. Yes, it's brutal. Yeah, that that doesn't happen as much in the main service. It happens more in casual environments for me because yeah. in the main service, I typically have it like you practice on a slide <laughs> or I practice. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. But that's what got me is because I had put it on a slide and I wasn't turning to it. Uh huh. The Matthew sixteen one. Right. And so since I wasn't turning to it, it just like set it on the screen. Right. Which I guess it's like, yeah, I was wrong, but I'm also sort of fine with it, whatever. Yeah, we're human. Yeah. We bleed. (laughs) (laughs) Put my pants on two legs at a time, just like everybody else. I don't think anyone's worried about that. (laughs) I said two legs at a time. Expression's one leg at a time. I didn't catch that. Yeah, took me a minute here. All right. I know sometimes on stage two, so I was like watching something back and I felt like on stage... I was, it took me a long time to think of the thing I was trying to think of, or it might've even been on, on this where I was like trying to remember something. And, and I felt like it was a long silence, you know, Mm -hmm. like that sort of Mm -hmm. thing on stage. I felt like it was a super long silence, but it was probably like a second. It was probably about a second. And just in my mind though, because it was panic mode if I couldn't think of the next thing I was going to say. That it felt like an eternity up sure. there of just dead yeah, air and everyone totally. staring at you. you yeah, know? I don't that is a, yeah, no, that's a very yeah. much a public speaker <laughs> pastor issue. Yes. Okay. Yes. Can I, can I just put something out there and then mm. we can either put it to a vote or a discussion? Oh, I like this. It's a little controversial. Podcast at CoverLife.org. <laughs> I think we should call whatever we do up front, the area, a platform not a stage because a stage to me feels like you're performing. It feels oh boy, like, uh, <laughs> it feels like you go to the theater to look at the stage. So is it, that was both an English and an Italian accent. Hey, look at the theater <laughs> to go to the stage. Uh, okay. okay. Defend stage or agree with me on platform. It's probably more fun to disagree with you. Okay. Um, you take that spot. Take that stance. <laughs> Does it somehow magically make it different by calling it platform instead of stage? I think words matter. Okay. So I think platform just to me, I define that as just a raised space. <laughs> How, what's a stage? A stage is where you perform. It's a, it's a, how do you like my jokes? But they always say like how, how influential or how big is your platform? That's like your, Ooh. your influence is your platform. Ooh, I don't like that. Yeah. So maybe you think it's like, you're trying to be a social media influencer. Oh, so you want a bigger platform so no. you can sell more stuff. No, 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 oh, no. Wow. Okay. Don't. <laughs> No. What if we just called it an elevated space, a, sa- a safe space? Yeah, there you go. Um, I, I need to look up, but I don't want to do it right now because it'll take too long. But sort of the 
the origins of the word stage. Maybe one of our listeners could take the time to do that. Yeah, that'd be great. Take the time to do that. Send us an email, podcast at calvarylife.org, and then we could talk about that more next week. Okay. Do you think it matters? A, do you think it matters what you call it at all? Right. So I do agree that words matter. Yeah. I'm not sure if this differentiation like, yeah. is meaningful to me or uh-huh. not, but... Um, <laughs> Let's put it to the or test. Or do you think Let's platform's put... better than stage, or do you have an alternative? Well, I don't like platform all of a sudden. Okay. Now I don't know what to do. Pulpit? <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's actually the old school way they'd yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to invite up to the pulpit yeah. uh, our guest speaker for today, Eric Wakely. Yeah. Sharing the pulpit, they'd say, like, if you have yeah. a guest, if you have somebody that's coming in, like, the yeah. the main pastor would, like, be willing to share his pulpit, they right. would say. You know? But Which pulpit is so funny. feels like a loaded word in this era of culture okay like a pulpit to me sounds like like a bully pulpit yeah like something that you're um yeah yeah exactly yeah sorry i didn't mean to just cut you off and <laughs> say the answer to what you're saying that's a problem i have sometimes i try to not what? do that what do you mean yeah exactly oh, I don't know. <laughs> knock knock who's there interrupting cow <laughs> Try. I feel like you had to go quicker. We're trying Try to, it again. Trying to, we're trying to give Ella what she, what she asked for with oh, the yeah. comedy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Here we go. Knock, knock jokes. This All right. comedy. All right. All right. Should we get into the papers? Yeah. Uh, from Sunday? Yeah. Great, great Sunday. Yeah. Super great Sunday. I was pumped up on this passage of scripture mm-hmm. and to be able to share about it was pretty fun. So... We want to maybe extra nerd out a little bit mm-hmm. today and be able to talk about some things that I said even a couple times. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have time to talk about everything, and I even mentioned the pod. Right. I loved it. Yes. Yeah. I had a, a guy, maybe not on the younger half of people. Mm-hmm. Which would include us now. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. So let's just say it wasn't a younger person. Yeah. But it was like, so how do you listen to the podcast? (laughs) 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 That kind of question, which anybody hearing us now knows how to listen to the podcast. But, um, but yeah, so that gets a little confusing to folks sometimes, but yeah. So we went through Luke chapter four. Yep. Last. You just kind of, yeah, you did see, you did this move on thing sometimes (laughs) to me. (laughs) It's my, it's my platform. (laughs) Yeah. Your bully pulpit. Yeah. Luke four, Luke four, last uh, sermon of the get ready series. We've been going over Luke three and four in this get ready series. We've talked a lot about really slowed down for the baptism, talking, talking about JTB. Mm -hmm. And then we get to this classic scene, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like right after yeah, beautiful moment of the, not just like, you know what I mean? Cause like remembering how awesome that moment of the baptism is. And then that's what I was like saying is how you, he goes out to, like basically he goes out to have solitude yeah. and pray and fast. Yeah. And then that's when the devil comes. Yeah. The devil. I think you should have uh, retitled the sermon. Get what? out of here, Satan. <laughs> That'd be better. I know. <laughs> I can't even remember what I called it now. Oh, it was like ready for the test or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but you did say that. You're like, get out of here, Satan. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> that's what the text says in, I in Matthew 4. I in, love in it. NLT. Get out of here, Satan. Right? I love it. And we, I think the, like a, Maybe King James or something is the get behind me scene. Uh-huh. Oh, no, that's the because that's in the to Peter part. Yes. Um, but yeah, yeah. So he goes out there. He fasted. It's interesting that. OK, so Luke says this is stuff I didn't get to say. The Luke account, because there's a Luke and a Matthew. Mm-hmm. Mark is just like a verse or two. <laughs> yeah. He just is like Jesus went in the wilderness right. faster than the devil tempted him. And they're just like, <laughs> that's, okay. all I, that's all I got. He's like, I don't know. It's fine. The other guys covered it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, so the Luke four just says he didn't eat the whole time. Mm-hmm. Matthew specifically uses a different word of saying he fasted, mm-hmm. which sounds more maybe intentional or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then but then I read that the the way of the Greek of, of Luke for him saying he didn't eat the whole time is like an idiom for fasting or something mm, like that. Mm-hmm. So um, then it says the devil tempted him for 40 days. Yeah. That's another kind of interesting thing. I just sort of had to gloss yes, over. I know it doesn't say he fasted for 40 days and, and then, then the devil tempted him. Right. Isn't that interesting? Yes. Like, yeah. So how does that, I don't know. I wonder how that looked. It's just constant barrage, right? Just you wake up and there's yeah. the lies of the enemy just waiting for you. I know. Do you think like these were just like the top three? <laughs> Ooh, you know, but there was a bunch of other temptations or tests. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. I've never thought about that till this moment. Well, cause it seems like this wouldn't take that long. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> and not to jump too far ahead, but like I was getting tripped up with like, and then it said Satan led him or, or 
they went to the top of the temple. Right. Right. So did he have, they have to walk there? Did all of a sudden they just know, appear huh? there or what? Maybe that took yeah, did 20 that... <laughs> days to get there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Did that take the time? That's interesting thought too. And then, cause some people even think that part was almost more like Ezekiel and Ezekiel one. It's like, it says that Ezekiel was in Babylon. And then a little later it says he had this vision that he was taken up yeah. and then to the temple. Right. And he was in the temple and like, th- and things actually happened then in that moment. Mm-hmm but it was in this sort of vision state. Mm-hmm. And so some people think even that this was more of like, that is what happened. It was mm-hmm. like this like vision state mm-hmm. of the temple. But then other people just think that they sort of apparated like in yeah. Harry Potter or something. And right. then, uh, and wait, then wait, what's that word? Apparated. Yeah. It's a nerd word. What's it mean? That's when they like, when they just like fly somewhere, but they sort of turn to like <laughs> smoke and they like, <laughs> you trapped me. <laughs> that was it. You were the devil. That was a, a test, a trap intended to trap someone. <laughs> Apparated. That should have been the name of the sermon title. <laughs> the apparition of Jesus. That's like with some, you know, 2100, you know, 2120 version of the Bible. Right. Like, and then, and then the devil apparated <laughs> onto Yoda's planet. <laughs> Yes. Uh, Which is not Dagobah, apparently. Apparently not. Uh, yeah, but got back, like, yeah, 40 yeah. days of temptation. That's, that even adds a whole nother weight to yes. Jesus's blameless sinlessness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so that whole 40 days. And then, I don't know. So I also didn't get to really get into some of the 40 days stuff. Mm. So there's so much significance with 40 yes. and 40 days. You've got... Obviously, we did talk about the 40 years in the wilderness Mm -hmm. of the people of Israel, the 40 days of the flood, Mm -hmm. the flood account of the world, um, of of it raining for 40 days. 40 days was, there was two different fasts that Mm. Moses did. One Moses did, one Elijah did that were also 40 days long. And you think like Moses had that as he's going up, he was like 40 days to get the the law. Yeah. So it was his 40 day fast to that point. And then now Jesus 40 days to fulfill the law. Right, a 40-day fast before he fulfills the law. Guys, I've had <coughs> multiple Old Testament seminary classes. I've never heard that or thought about that. I know. Interesting, huh? Huh. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do think sometimes prepping for a sermon, you can you learn more in all of seminary because you sit there on <laughs> yeah. a very small chunk of scripture yep. and you spend a lot of hours just yep. d- digging into it. So yeah, yeah, you learn better well, someone, stuff. Someone in my life group yesterday said, I love that we're going through Luke slowly mm-hmm. so that we can kind of dig into some more familiar, but it becomes yeah. you know, deeper in that way. But yeah, yeah, the 40 days is crazy. Yeah. All sorts of like interesting things. And then I was even like reading about how like people that go on hunger strikes. Hmm. So there's been people that have gone on hunger strike and they didn't die. Hmm. So there's people that did a hunger strike until death. Like people were just like really into, it's an intense thing, but it's, it's real. And so that's kind of, part of how they know how long people can live. And so people have lived up to 45 or from 45 days to about 62 days is the range when the people have died from not eating anything at all. Hmm. So 40 days, I mean, that's an extremely weakened physical state. It'd be interesting to even see like from a medical standpoint, like does your heart enlarge, your glands start like swelling? Yeah, you're not doing good at that point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So there's got to be... Wow, right as I was saying that, I don't know if you people could hear that. Right as I was saying that, my stomach totally I, I thought I was a monster in here. Yeah. <laughs> you could hear my stomach growling. <laughs> just thinking about 40 Just thinking days. about fasting that long. Huh. But uh, yeah, so anyway, it's just, yeah, you're in a bad state. So I don't know if there was some sustenance, some supernatural sustaining by God, or if he was, yes, sir, I see that hand. Well, it says he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes. When he entered in, so yes. there had to be some type of yeah. supernatural buffering. I'm probably not the right word, but like strength, sustenance that was yeah. happening. And then remember we talked about in fasting back in the fall, the idea that often in fasting you feel connected to God yeah. in deeper ways. So although you're physically weak, just spiritually you're strong. Yes. So that had yes. to play into it somehow. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So mm. that's, um, anyway, it's like some interesting stuff about like the 40 days. Yeah. What do you think about... I don't know. Did you think about anything about those paintings or the pictures I showed? <laughs> How did you yeah, that, react to some of that well, stuff? That was interesting. The Catholic, uh, or you know, yeah. the commentary on the the priest that was put in the place of Satan. <laughs> yes, so exactly. If you were here yesterday, you saw that. So yeah, that, that was kind of ironic. It's like so, 
it's just so harsh, dude. So yes. cold. Such a hot take, you know. Yes. Hey. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But uh yeah. Yeah, that's just like even like politically or something, you know, these mm-hmm. days and then they they put, you know, whoever the opposite guy is, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. yeah. As whoever's like your opposite and you put that in the character so right. Satan yeah, in exactly. The, in that story. So who, who would you put in there right now? You probably. <laughs> No, we're wheezing, we're wheezing yeah, we're, laughing. Yeah, again. The, the way thing wheeze. Uh, no, I'd, I don't know. I'm not to say that. Yeah, I'm trying to think who I'd put in there. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe the Phoenix Suns right now because they mm. traded for Kevin Durant and I'm gonna steal the title from my Warriors. Yeah, I'm always willing to put Kevin Durant in that category. <laughs> Kevin Durant is the worst, in my opinion. He is. Look at you. You like Matt Doan. You guys, the sensitive Matt Doan, he feels bad right now for Kevin Durant because I'm saying that about him. Well, just in case he listens, he's two pastors just bashing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the worst. <laughs> yeah, you can't. He just buys his way to a ring. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> totally, totally. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, so that was like some of that stuff was kind of interesting. Just thinking about trying to like remind us too that our perspective of the mm. devil is a little bit. I'm always trying to remind of how it's skewed by. Yeah. By writings of whenever that was. Yeah. Like I forget when B's going to be mad at Don, me because I forget uh, when Dante's yeah. Inferno came out. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Milton's Paradise, Lost, yeah. Dante's Inferno. Yeah. Boy, yeah, I don't. I have no idea when those came out. I know. Let's actually look it up. Um, so keep talk, talk about something interesting. Okay, so <laughs> uh, interestingly enough, too, Satan is um, bound, limited by space and time from what we understand. And so there is a sense that you know, Satan, when we say we're being tempted by Satan, well, there's kind of the understanding that Satan can only tempt one person at a time. He only can be in one place at a time. Oh, yeah, maybe, he could, maybe he could tempt multiple people, uh, but he has a legion of fallen angels, demons that also are on yeah. the loose to, yeah. to bring um, discouragement, lies to people. But when you say Satan's tempting me, that's actually a pretty bold statement because you're saying Satan himself is showing up. Right. right so I don't, I don't, right. and, and probably there's some arguments that no, Satan is more omnipresent than maybe I'm giving credit for. I don't know, but there is a sense that he's, he's not God. So he's limited. Um, and so when we say, when I say, <laughs> yeah, I'm just really being tempted by the enemy or by <laughs> Satan. Yeah. Often what I mean is I'm being tempted by demonic, you know, realm forces, yes, lies. Yes. Yes. And I, I'm pretty sure he can send himself out for, you know, for the big guns to go after Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. what I'm saying is that yeah. it makes this the temptation even more significant in my right, mind is that right. I believe it's Satan himself. Right. Like going, right. Going for it with Christ. Um, yeah. So Dante's Inferno is in the 1300s. Wow. So that's, that's how long that's been affecting uh-huh. humanity. And there's like the horns, and the, the horns, yeah. the seven levels of hell, that kind of stuff, the, mm-hmm. the, the fiery pitchfork, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff that is straight Dante's Inferno. Like it yeah. was not part of not in the scriptures thinking. Yeah. Even earlier than that mm-hmm. and not earlier in scriptures, but I mean earlier than yeah. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. part of that before that. So yeah, it's interesting how that's totally affected like Halloween outfits mm-hmm. and um, stuff like that of the way mm-hmm. people think about the devil. And then all those paintings that have him like that. Um, and it's, it's interesting because people, I don't have, I don't claim to be an expert on some of this stuff, but you have the serpent in the garden mm-hmm. And some people try to say it, you know, it's not necessarily the devil hmm. because and I don't, I don't know. I, I think it's the devil, but mm-hmm. I, it doesn't say in Genesis, mm-hmm. the devil or Satan, it says the serpent. Mm-hmm. So you just, it, it's just the fact that it just doesn't say, um, which is kind of an interesting notion. And then um, studying that like Satan is actually more of like a title or a, like a category or something versus mm. like a proper name. It's not, wasn't like used in that day. Mr. Satan. Uh, Tim, <laughs> yeah. Tim uh, Mackey said that, that it's, mm. it's uh, not a proper name, mm. but it gets kind of, but it gets translated in our Bibles as a proper name. Mm-hmm. Um, so even Jesus saying, get out of here. Satan is like not Satan himself, oh, but yeah. you at, get out of here adversary, right? Get out of here. That kind of thing, you right. know? Person. something contrary to God's will. Yes. God's voice. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, that's interesting too. Yeah. Isn't that, huh? um, but this passage says the devil, yeah. so that's Diabolos or whatever yeah. it says. It says that. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's kind of intriguing. There's so many, that was the thing about this passage is there's so many little things I know. to like dig deeper yes. into is wild. Now, do you think that our culture 
has a obsession, fascination with Satan more than other generations have. I mean, it's hard. We're, we're living in this one. Yeah, but it does feel like there's a little bit more of like, ha, 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 Satan type hmm. feel than maybe there was maybe a healthy fear of him in the past. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of guessing there is, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's always kind of been a little bit of a give and take with, oh, yeah, let's dress up as Satan for Halloween. Or I think it's definitely like the less fear thing. I think mm. it's like less. I think it's treated more like, yeah, just like a character in mm-hmm. a horror movie or something, mm-hmm. you know, or just something. Yeah, that's like a joke to people. Right. Which is a little bit scary. Yeah. Because I think it also diminishes... Like we should have a healthy fear of hell, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. um, I don't know if that's like, it's not, that doesn't stem from me because Satan is powerful. Mm-hmm. That stems from me of it being far from God and, conse- and right. eternal suffering of some sort. Yeah. However, that is played out. Yeah. Um, it's more about that than it is about like the devil himself. Yeah. Good point. Um, yeah. It seems like, me, yeah. it seems like you could either have too much fear Mm-hmm. about satan too little fear or just not even think about it like all three yeah. of those could be um i think wrong yeah that's true um, but so there's like a sense of like proper like oh this is this is an adversary who is the author of lies father of lies mm-hmm. um deliver us from evil deliver us from this satanic mm-hmm. realm mm-hmm. the prince of this world there is mm-hmm. a sense that he has some power i don't know authority here yeah so to understand that, to kind of have like a healthy fear of that, but then also then to realize, well, Jesus defeated him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because that's the other thing is the story of Job, right? Where yeah. you get some devil stuff. Right. And you've got the, and it says Satan. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, in my NLT Bible, the Lord asked Satan and uh, Satan, mm-hmm. and Satan replies, it says, because Job 1, 6 says one day, the members of the heavenly court came to present themselves before the Lord hmm. and the accuser Satan came with them. Hmm. And then he goes into his whole try to take down of Job. Yeah. And so that's where like some people like a Michael Heiser or whatever have written about how they, they believe that this, like the devil character has some sort of like place in this heavenly court, which is just, mm. it's a little, it's difficult. Yeah. I mean, that's just what the Bible says. Yeah. That, the, that he came at with At least them. he was entered in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That he entered in in yeah. some way, or he was allowed in wow. at that point. Yeah. So. Boy, there's, yeah, there's so I much know. here in Luke four. I know. Huh. I know. So it's, uh, it's, that's some interesting stuff. Uh, let's see what else would be good. Well, I was, about? so oh, yeah, what are the questions you got? Yeah. I mean, thoughts? just the three temptations are fascinating themselves too. So the first one, you know, yes. if you really are the son of God, <laughs> and I loved how you brought out that word if mm-hmm. like to, uh, Satan was questioning Jesus's identity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nature right after he had just had it confirmed in the, yeah. the Trinity and the baptism. And yeah. so I thought that was fascinating. That's often how he plays with us too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's just like right after his best sort of moment, I think mm-hmm. almost or, and then with intent to go into more intimacy with mm-hmm. God. And so that's when he gets hit. And mm-hmm. so I don't know, I feel like I have had, sort of these like moments of doubt in the midst of mm. God doing something, even in these last like few weeks at church, yeah. like God doing like some cool stuff in the lives of people. Yeah. And then you're kind of like, is it, or what is this good? Mm-hmm. It's like, do you keep doing this stuff? Like, mm-hmm. uh, I was, you know, I, I, I can have like the enemy comes in to try to like, sure. sow seeds of doubt in the midst yeah. of that. Yeah. So Jesus was, you're right. He was going, you know, high point of his, relational time with the father yeah. goes into the desert to even grow more with the yeah. father and then gets hit. And so I've, that probably we should be aware of the same tactics are used to us. Like often when we're in the most spiritual growth moments of our life, yeah. we should expect yeah. some type of lie temptation to just be thrown at us. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. If you're the son of God that uh, I just appreciated that being brought out yesterday. That's good. Um, and then we went into the other two temptations too. the, the idea of, um, oh, what was the second one? Um, well, it's the bow down before him, yes. all the authority and yes, stuff like that. Yes, But and I don't think we should move on yet. I okay, think we should okay. stick on the, let's stay on the first one for a little bit longer. Sure. Um, just, and then we'll, we'll, we'll dig in. But uh, there, it was interesting. There's some other things that, that I was thinking about saying, but chose not to, is there was like, there's this part of the first one that it's like, a lie of the enemy is that it's only <laughs> only what happens in public is what matters. In private, it doesn't matter. So it was almost like, hey, hey, Jesus, no one's around. 
you can do this whole thing now. Totally. Like you're nobody's nobody's watching, nobody's looking. And so if nobody's looking, you don't have to live with integrity or you can provide for your, you can provide for yourself. Yeah. Excuse me. Can you please? Sorry. Um, I need a cough button to like <laughs> mute. Um, yeah. You can refrain from like integrity because no one's watching or sure. something. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, go ahead and provide for mm-hmm. yourself or let me provide for you. Or mm-hmm. that's kind of. Right. Yeah. Scary. Which was lie on several levels. Like, yeah. Number one, Satan couldn't provide for him. No, I know. So. <laughs> He's offering something he can't follow through with. That's interesting. Ultimately. I know. I guess he could provide for him. He could have. Satan probably could have given him bread. Uh-huh. But it would have been a, a trusting in the wrong source. Right. So it would have it would have broken. He would have gotten the relief of the hunger. Yeah. And that's like the the brutal part, right? It's like right. he would have received that relief of hunger. However, it would have like crumbled his entire. Yes. He's begun to make agreements with the devil, you know, and yep. with the against the ways of God. Yep. So, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Huh. Um, I don't know. I guess that's that could be enough. But we'll just we'll keep we'll keep our minds in the fact that mm-hmm. so Jesus quotes from Deuteronomy. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that. You kept, and again, <laughs> Deuteronomy. Yeah, it's kind of wild. Okay, let's just talk about it then. Like it's all the quotes are from just Deuteronomy yeah. six and eight. That's right. it. That's it. Like, yep. that's what Jesus quotes. He doesn't quote anything else. He yep. doesn't quote Psalms. You know, he doesn't. That was enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, and even uh, getting ahead of ourselves here, but sure. Satan goes to Psalm 91. Yeah. Like, I was going to add a Deuteronomy. Let's, let's, let's yeah, you're, exactly. You're, you're hitting me with Deuteronomy. I can't say anything, <laughs> but let's get to a different part of the scriptures. But um, there was a prominent pastor um, who a few years ago said, it's time for us to unhinge the new Testament from the old Testament, mm. meaning that the old Testament has things like, um, you know, Christian genocide and, uh, oh, yeah. awkward things that happen. And, um, so the new Testament is all about love and grace. So let's just focus on that. Yeah. And he yeah. kind of had a little bit more nuanced argument, but I'm, sure. I'm kind of bearing it to that. But, but then you look at Jesus didn't do that. Right. Jesus would continue to go back to the yeah. old Testament. The old Testament was the scriptures he leaned in. Yeah. Yeah, you're totally right. You're totally right. Yeah, I don't think that we should ever yeah, remove ourselves from the Old Testament. I think we have to understand things in their context and in their time. And I think we have to understand the things that were before Jesus, like in in kind of a certain place. It doesn't mean you discard them, but you understand them in a certain context. Yes. And Jesus comes to fulfill that, which does include some changing of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is hard, right? Because yeah. like obviously... Peter, Peter, kill and eat, you know, Peter's vision right. does change some stuff about sure. the Old Testament law. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, we could get him along. Yeah. <laughs> super long digression on that. But yeah. That'd Deuteronomy six is yeah just the firepower yeah. in, the, in the wilderness. Yeah. So then, yeah. So then this whole thing on authority and power mm-hmm. and the, uh, the ways of this world. Mm-hmm. Right. So that, yeah. that whole, that whole part is this temptation that totally. It's kind of wild because I'm actually like, I still sort of wrestle with like, I guess Satan has this influence of the world that mm-hmm. we we can see. I don't think we can get, deny that the devil has influence over the authorities of this world in mm-hmm. some way. But then could he really, could he really grant Jesus something mm-hmm. that Jesus couldn't just have had himself? Yeah. You know, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, And that's... I. Th- Cause I, I feel like that's like part of the bait is yeah. like, is believing the premise. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, believing that he can even offer you something. And well, you said this on Sunday too. You said yeah. there's always like a little bit of a half truth, something yeah. that's like kind of true about any lie temptation that yeah. we're thrown at from the enemy. And so there was a little, maybe there was some right. authority that Satan could have given or handed yeah. over, but not full or complete or what he was actually and that's he couldn't fulfill the whole offer. Right, yeah. right. And I think like maybe even the devil, I don't know if he knew this or not, but like just that Jesus's mission was not to do that. He came yeah. to bring a different kind of authority. Totally. And so for Jesus to succumb to that authority would have yeah. been like a total miss. Right. All right. I have a total nerd part portion here. A sci- I love it. A sci-fi, I am here for this. A sci-fi fantasy nerd portion that I didn't share on Sunday because <laughs> it was going to be too long. I was already like so long. Um, you know, it's funny that you said that you're like, I got to go quicker. I'm like, no, I know, <laughs> like, it I was, know. It was just great. I was loving just sitting there, but well, you get to now enjoy this wonderful story 
<laughs> oh, boy. Lord of the Rings. Okay. Oh, gosh. So, Lord of the Rings, J.R.R. Tolkien, mm-hmm. wonderful books. Uh, it is, <laughs> there is this great evil, right? This great evil named Sauron. So, great evil who then has created this ring of power, right? This, this ring that grants him power, which... I also, I always think it's kind of funny because like that ring made him so powerful, powerful, but some dude just cut his finger off with a sword and then he lost the ring. I'm like, <laughs> how powerful was it? You know, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but so he does have this ring of power, but does lose it kind of, they kind of try to make it sound like it's like happenstance. Like it's mm-hmm. like a lucky accident that mm-hmm. he was, a, they were able to get it off of him. And then, um, and then this ring is like lost, whatever. And then it's found uh by this little hobbit guy and then they realize they need to destroy this ring of power mm-hmm. right or else like that the the future of humanity and civilization yeah. is is doomed um now gandalf is this guy that's this wizard <laughs> this is what the more i was telling B, like the more i describe these stories it, the the dumber you sound like <laughs> but um, but yeah so gandalf had this moment in the movies um especially where you see him tempted by this ring Mm -hmm. like he's tempted by the power of it Mm -hmm. and he has this moment where he's kind of like imagining himself Mm -hmm. and but then he he doesn't take it and Mm -hmm. he he puts it away and gives it to the hobbit to to go take yeah and they realize they have to destroy it and then again along the way there's this part where they get to this like forest. <laughs> There's this other mm-hmm. powerful, very mm-hmm. powerful being named Galadriel, who's mm-hmm. like an elf, but it's like very powerful kind of wizard person too. And the and Frodo says, here, you take the ring to mm-hmm. her. And she has this crazy vision of herself mm-hmm. in like super, like all this like power and strength and everyone bowing before her. And she says, and all would love me and despair. Yeah. And she's just like so strong. And then this, and it kind of calms down and she says, oh, no. And she says the words, I have passed the test. Huh. I can now go away. Yeah. And so there's this moment where these two very, very powerful beings realize no, 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 no. This power is too much. Like, mm. cause like what she, what Frodo is saying even to her is like, take the ring and beat the bad guy. Yeah. So take this ring and do good with it. Right. But she realizes no, to take that power is that power corrupts. Yeah. Right. That that's a, I mean, that's why that saying exists. It's right. like power does corrupt and she would turn then evil herself. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do. I did. And so then they go and they destroy the ring by throwing mm-hmm. it in this big volcano, whatever. And it like, and then the bad guy, spoiler, the bad guy, spoiler, still, yeah, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> but like that, I think, and, and Tolkien is very much a Christian and yeah. trying to make, um, like analogies and allegory to, um, to the Christian faith. And that's like a part of this is that the way of Jesus is not to take more power. It's actually to mm. surrender power. Yeah, it's Philippians act, too. Yeah. yeah. To serve, mm. to suffer and even to the point of death. And I, I think that those stories are actually kind of interesting to think about, well, that's the way that we should respond mm. is don't accept the power. And that has some really difficult, um, you know, analogies to life. Cause yeah. does that mean, what does that mean is wrong to do? Like, right. Ambition wise. Or, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I don't, I, 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 would, I th- we need government, right? Yeah. I even said this on Sunday. Right. We need government and we need order for society. Yep. And even the scriptures tell us to submit to that government. Yep. Natural law. Pray for mm-hmm. that government. But like, at the same time, is a is a seeking after that in a sense of power if you, mm-hmm. I think if you seek after that with for the power rather than for service mm-hmm. then it is actually evil yep that's rough because like there are a lot of good people that want to make an impact in yeah for sure in politics let's say yeah and you have to be very careful yeah right like very big, careful because you were playing with fire big time yep hmm. I even think in our positions oh yeah I mean we just lead a church in Santa Ana. We, <laughs> yeah, if we yeah, leave yeah. this campus. Really, we're not. No one knows who we are. Yeah, exactly. And yet, there's a sense that oh, we do in our little realm. Yeah, have power and leadership. How do we just steward that well? Yes, with humility, dependence on the Lord. Yeah, and not let it become entitlement. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, exactly. 
And so all I, I think every person sort of has like a realm of yeah where you could have some power yeah. and some people that's just within your family right. even parenting or, or yeah, siblings yeah. Old, old a sibling or right yeah yeah you've got like a puppy <laughs> yeah, totally <laughs> a goldfish yeah well uh, okay like here's an example like you know you get angry at somebody yeah and there's like a little bit of power that's involved in that like yeah an adrenaline rush um, yep. physiologically and there's like a sense like okay it felt a little bit good to release that yeah. and blew off some steam but then there's damage that's done yeah. from whoever you unleashed your anger on yeah. if it's not righteous anger. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, okay, I have power to go off at any moment mm-hmm. on someone. Mm-hmm. And that could even just be on the phone with your credit card company, right? <laughs> totally. But okay, how can I? <laughs> Wait, did you, did you, what was that? Some sort of personal illustration? <laughs> Felt like a little too specific. It was a know. platform, not a stage. <laughs> All right, keep going. I'm sorry. But yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah that's you could go like, off. Yeah. I think there's these moments every day. Yeah. Where it's like we can abuse power. Yep. Yep. And then certain power is more enticing. You know, it has probably like more enticements to it. Totally. If you're if you're being given opportunities for certain just great the greater and greater, greater power, I think the greater, greater the sort of temptation and test is. Totally. And so just be careful with what you do with it. And then I would even say, I would go so far as to say and as you um, evaluate leadership mm-hmm. in any kind of capacity, how do they handle mm. that temptation of power? Mm-hmm. Does that seem like something that they are just like desiring the power mm-hmm. and they like it and they're even mean to people with it? Mm. Or are they kind hearted and, you know, yeah. and use it for service and for love? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So. Yeah, and then just kind of do with that. But real, it's not just, yeah, you just see Jesus, it wasn't just some obscure temptation. Like, (laughs) this is, in his humanity, this is a temptation that we all could understand. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine, I was talking to B about this last night, but can you imagine being Peter and having Jesus say, (laughs) get away from me, Satan? I know. (laughs) I'd just be like, oh, I I was like thinking about the other disciples. (laughs) And I, I was thinking about John being like, Oh, he just got, oh, yeah. oh, he just got called Satan. Totally. And, and even the way they were competitive to you, John's probably, right. John's probably like, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm still the loved I'm, one. Yeah. I'm rising <laughs> in the ranks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That talk about a humbling moment. Yeah. You know, Peter writes in first Peter five, humble yourself under God's mighty hand. And you wonder if he's like, you thinking of some of those <laughs> moments of like, I got called Satan. <laughs> exactly. Peter, it's interesting how next to the Pharisees, Peter is probably the most harshly treated by Jesus. Like, I mean, you know, at some level, like he's the most direct with him. Right. Even he's very kind to him after he's kind to him in a way after the Mm -hmm. betrayal, Mm -hmm. the denial part, not Mm -hmm. betrayal when Peter denies him, but it's still sort of like him asking the three times it's it's healing but it's also a little cutting yeah. cutting i think yeah. i don't know do it's you just love like, me do you love me yeah. yeah do you love me do you love me do you love me he's like yes i do yeah. gosh um at least how we read it how i read it yeah. <laughs> i know me too i don't know it just feels so hard okay, so hard here, to be so single here's out. another hypothetical question yeah do you think satan the devil was chasing after the 12 disciples particularly yeah looking tempting each one to be the betrayer so in mm. other words, Peter was having just as many temptations to do that as Judas was. Right. Judas right. was the one that ultimately gave in to that temptation. Hmm. But you wonder if there was like almost like this just constant barrage. Right. Not just the 12. We think there's probably more than that, but at least the 12 mentioned yep. that were in that inner circle. So maybe at that point, Peter was close to like, I don't know. I just, know. Again, it's hypothetical. It does kind of, I, I, mean, I feel like it has some some sense to it because even James and John were like, Oh, who's going to sit at your right hand? And they're all just about, I mean, they could just be getting it wrong, but that getting it wrong could be coming from, Mm -hmm. from lies and deceit from the enemy. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. And even this, what Peter's doing in this part Mm -hmm. is that whole thing of him saying, no, you don't need to die because he's seeing it through human perspective. And that would be, yeah, maybe that's even coming from temptation. That power, Uh, you can be powerful, you can be authority, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need to suffer and die. Mm -hmm. You just, you've got a sword, use it, right? That's kind of Peter's perspective. 
Hmm. So, and that, but Jesus shows us that he passes the test by declining the power of this world, moving forward with, with his version of power, sacrifice, suffering upside down. Like you said, right? Yeah. So good. Yeah. That's cool. And then the third one, uh, the third one is the, the whole thing of you jump off the, (laughs) jump off the highest port of the temple, which is so it's like kind of a weird one. It to is. Me. Just, it took me more work just trying to get my head around it's it. A, it's a little bit more of the supernatural. Like none of us are being tempted. To jump, to jump mm-hmm. Let the angels come and get you. Yeah. And you're like, why is that the temptation? Like, right. It's interesting. You're like, could the devil have thought of some better ideas yeah. like on that one? You know, I don't know. I, well, I have a thought that, you know, Jesus was probably taunted not only just from the soldiers, but from other or from not the, the religious leaders at the cross. But like, if you're really the son of God come yeah, down come down that too so i wonder if it was even in some ways mimicking the three or the temptations that he would face that's interesting going to the cross you know the idea of identity power oh right like peter and the, peter in the yeah. garden with the sword is yeah. kind of like the second one maybe yeah uh-huh. yeah possibly uh it's interesting yeah wow i like that i didn't thought about that one that one's good that's that's kind of blowing my but mind. How did I he wish get I up, could have talked about that. But one. how did he get up to the temple and like all that? Yeah, was it a vision? Was it a? Yeah, yeah. Was it real? Did Satan build some? Tim Mackey, Bible Project guy, thinks it's vision. He doesn't mm-hmm. think it's like actually, you know, like mm-hmm. that it's actually happening or whatever. So mm-hmm. it just says, then the devil took him to Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and said, "So mm-hmm. uh, I don't, I don't know what took him could be. Uh, I forget from my." Like the the digging in part to this part, but right. it's interesting, huh? Yeah. Um, you've been to the temple. Yeah. The temple mount. The temple oh. itself's not there, but... Which randomly, I just saw you posted this weekend about a 2024 trip. Yeah, dude. Oh, that's exciting. April 1st, Whoa. 2024, which is about a year away. You guys, it's super expensive. It's super hard to get that much time off, and it's super worth it. it <laughs> there's probably not a week that goes by since I went about seven years ago that I don't think about my experience in those... 11 days, 12 days in Israel. It's just so good. It's pretty amazing. It really is. Even just to say, oh yeah, I've been to the Temple Mount. I know. I've walked around that area where this may have happened. Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. And so like, I remember trying to think about it there because the highest point in the temple itself, it, like where the actual temple building, mm-hmm. like the, the sanctuary, the Holy of Holies, like that feels like you wouldn't be able to jump off the cliff part of the wall. <laughs> Like, cause you'd have to try to, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> so I think it would be one of the corners of the temple mount uh, itself, which I kind of think yeah. <laughs> it would be, uh, the corner that like, that looks out over the Kidron Valley, which is the valley towards of the city of David. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, Kidron Valley is not the Valley of Gehenna. Gehenna is a little farther to the sort of to the right. But what about that? That isn't that valley though the pit where they'd throw all the refuse and stuff? Or am I getting that confused? Yeah. So Kidron is in between Mount of Olives and the Temple, uh-huh. and then it kind of curves around uh-huh. Valley of Gehenna, then goes up. Okay. Kinda okay. So curves it's around off of that, like this the south side of the Temple. Mm-hmm. But it is kind of where it would kind of be where Gehenna and Kidron like meet. Uh-huh. So it's like that's kind of where I think he would have tempted him to jump off. Yeah. That's just, that's just my Okay, but I'm reading way into this, but could it be like, oh, jump into hell and see if you can save yourself. Right, right, right. right. That is interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, okay, I'm, I'm looking up, took him, sorry, in the, yeah. in the Greek, and it's just normal words. <laughs> that's the worst one. You're like, ooh, maybe there's some clues here in the wording, and then it's like, oh, it's just, it's just bring. Straight transliteration. <laughs> to bring, to lead. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's just like normal. Sometimes um, when I've been preaching, I'm like, and in Greek, it means basically, oh, why did I even say that? Oh, I know. That's like when you should. <laughs> I, I know I've done that myself also, so I'm not like calling you out on it, but that's like when you should never use right? the Greek. Yeah, totally. that's so funny. Um, let's see. Then the de- in Matthew 4, it also just says, then the devil took him. Hmm. So nothing interesting about that. So anyway. Uh. Now, what, what uh, I don't think it's in the Luke version, but it says after the after the devil left him, then he was attended to, right? Oh yeah. So that is in the Matthew version. It says, then the devil left him and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. Yeah. That's even an interesting line. Yeah. Yeah. I know because right after he says, you can do this and call up angels. Yeah. And then Jesus is like, basically no. Yeah. And then the angels come in without him asking or whatever. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. I like that too. 
Huh. Be gone, Satan. <laughs> yeah, that was a good line. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> it, was, it was just a great day, a great morning sermon, looking through that passage. Like, yeah, yeah, I feel like God was doing some cool stuff in our church yesterday. Absolutely. Okay, so I think that's kind of like maybe enough on the actual sermon itself. Um, and that's most of my cutting room floor uh, stuff mm-hmm. I wanted to share, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, just kind of a, another cool Sunday of people mm-hmm. responding and worship. And yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, we've been given some room for people to, um, in a sense, kind of do some one-on-one business with God or invite mm-hmm. someone to kind of come alongside you. Yeah. Um, in the area of repentance or even in the area of, I want to take a step of trust yeah. with the Lord. And yeah, it's been fun to kind of see and be part of that with people over the last few weeks. Yeah. And it'll have its own flavor this week. Like we're not necessarily, mm-hmm. this won't be the same thing, but we're mm-hmm. looking, heading towards reach week here. Yeah. And but we do want people to be prayerful about how they would respond. Mm-hmm. So even this week, it's like being prayerful about how you'd respond to your involvement in global reach. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, and so obviously people can be involved in that while not going and becoming a, a missionary mm-hmm. moving to another country. And so like, yeah, it could be that, but even to just be open, like, do are you even open or do you shut down yeah. the spirit of God's movement potentially right. in you? Cause mm-hmm. you just don't want to or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really fun couple of weeks for us to wrestle with God in all good ways yes. of like, God, what's my role? Yes. And maybe I've, like you just said, maybe I've determined my role without even asking the Lord. And right. so we want to just be open handed with that. Dude, I didn't, I didn't realize that. So you're, so Psalm 67 is the theme verse for right. each week. And it's just like, it like hit me because you didn't talk to me about it at I know, all. I know. And then it just like hit me on my own. I was looking at it and I was like, wait, this is the. This is the ironic benediction. This is the blessing with, with like a, with a call to go, right. To go yep. bless. You're blessed to be a blessing, yep. which is Genesis 12 also, which I don't know if that's, what's going to be talked about, but probably. Yep. Yeah. So that's an awesome Isn't passage. That cool? Yeah. Brian yeah. Smith um, pulled that out from Psalm 67, but, yeah. and so we should even do the I'm benediction this week. That. I'll put you on the spot right Ooh. now. Do the Benny, but add the Psalm 67 tagline. That's actually a really good idea. <laughs> I think I'm willing to do that. Yeah, I know I'm like, good. I know I'm Mr. Uh, um, Stay to the. Yeah. Tradition or whatever. <laughs> you know, I've been wanting to keep that, keep that straight tradition, but, um, but I think that's actually a really good idea. Yeah. Oh, we, oh, we also, we didn't really talk about this even one-on-one, but like the whole Lesvos, how God has allowed Calvary oh, yeah. to partner with this community center yes. run by a guy that you went on a short-term trip with. <laughs> Can you just explain that for a minute? Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. So when, when I went to Lesvos, which was, I forget what that was, like 2018 or mm-hmm. something like that, maybe. It rocked you. Um, yeah. Super, super rocked me. And if you guys, I mean, this place is, it's gnarly. It's like where these, these big refugee camp, um, where a big refugee camp is on this island that you probably saw in the news, like in 2016, 17, even of people like dying, trying to cross the the water from Turkey over to this mm-hmm. island and um, just radical images at when the, um, when the war of like when ISIS was mm-hmm. going through Syria and people are flooding, flooding yeah. across uh, and then a ton of Afghanis and, yeah. and then others. Like, and wasn't it a camp for set up for 3000 had like 10,000 yes, or something like exactly, that? Exactly. And so even though I was there after this camp had been around for a long time, when I was there myself and this other guy that was a youth pastor of a church in Texas, we were putting up refugee tents, like mm-hmm. UN tents. And we're having to pickaxe the ground cause it was on a hillside. Mm-hmm. So we're pickaxing the ground and shoveling it out. Uh, me, this guy, Tanner, a little bit with this guy, Chris Tweedy, who's a, a Calvary missionary as well. And then a couple others. And we're digging out, trying to make flat ground to put these tents on. And I even have a picture of me and this guy, Tanner, inside. because so we weren't just take pictures. So then when we were inside, as we we're putting up the tent, we took a picture of ourselves <laughs> like real quick. in there to try it. Cause it was like, you couldn't see any yeah. um, like refugees. Cause we, you know, they don't want you to like take pictures of refugees, mm-hmm. which of course. Mm-hmm. And so we just took a picture of ourselves in there. Um, this guy, Tanner and I, and it was cool just like, all that time of service and I've talked enough about it, but it was pretty, pretty moving and it was moving to Tanner as well. And then it it turned out that as we went home and Tanner's married and has a few kids and 
we got home and Tanner went and <laughs> Tanner decided like him and his family prayed through it and they ended up becoming missionaries with greater yeah. Europe mission and going and then moving to Lesvos. Wow. And they now live there and run this community center that yeah. Calvary has funded for the yeah. year. Uh, so it's just it's so cool. So amazing. And yeah. his life was so radically changed that they end up just totally becoming missionaries. So, and I guess that's just a cool story for us. Like it's cool even for Calvary where it it affected my life in the sense of joining in with, Mm -hmm. with greater Europe mission on the board and all that kind of stuff. And then even that, that Mm -hmm. we're like supporting this work and it affected this guy's life so much that he ended up moving there. So you never know, like you never know how God will move and impact you when you sort of, when you like are willing to step into some situations. That's good. My life was changed in a different way than Tanner's life was changed, but Tanner's life was radically changed and it was in a different way than my life was. But all of our lives at some level were like changed by that. Yeah. And so it's just kind of cool, right? I love it. Yeah. So I think that's like (laughs) a great way to just like prepare yourself for for each week. Yes. But, um, Yeah. But we'd love to have you sign up for some of those events. Mm-hmm. Go to calvarylife.org slash reach. There's great dinner. Mm-hmm. There's the... Um, yeah, we got family fun night. We have uh, Seeking Refuge, which is always a highlight where yeah. we um, kind of highlight the the areas that refugees need prayer and encouragement. So yeah. Tom and Gail Shook will be leading that, uh, both for our students on Wednesday night and then Thursday with just anyone that wants to come. Yep. We'll do a Saturday breakfast on lawn there and praying for missionaries. And then there's the... The musical thing on yep, Sunday night, the twelfth Sunday night. Yes, Sunday night. So there's all sorts of different ways, yeah. and that's where even, um, yeah, where I was saying in my email this last week of just like choose one thing yeah. to respond to, and that of, of kind of like general things in mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. But that even that's the way we'd love for you to think about Reach Week is yeah. just like choose one thing to do at least. Yeah, we're not going to stop you if you want to come to multiple no. things. But sometimes it's overwhelming, or we know life's busy, right? Yeah. Everyone's got yeah. stuff to do. Yeah, but choose one thing. Let God speak to you through one thing during Reach Week. There you go. All right. Any other uh, corrections and retractions or <laughs> apologies you need to make to me or something just personally? Oh, probably just a general one <laughs> just over my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> it's spring break for our kids. I know. I know. My wife too. So oh, yeah. yeah, my wife's a teacher. So she's on spring break. Anything fun they can do? Or is it, it's so cold out and it's kind of like. Yeah, they're going to do some fun stuff, I think, but not, not, not nothing crazy. We're not going on mm-hmm. trips or anything, but mm-hmm. we are going to go down to San Diego, I think, on Thursday Ooh. for the day. So I'm going to take Thursday off. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. My daughter, um, senior in high school, for spring break, she went up to visit my parents in Santa Cruz oh. uh, this week. So I'm getting some photos back from them. So that's kind of fun. That's cute. Is that yeah. like a thing that like, I don't We've know. I've never done it before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was actually her first time. I mean, she's 17, so she's very capable, but first time flying by herself. So it was oh, funny. Yeah. We like... Kind of stood by the little TSA, like, bye. And she was kind of like, okay, I got this. Uh, <laughs> is that flying into San Jose? Yeah, it's like a nice. 45-minute hour flight. I know, because my brother was, uh, my brother lived in San Francisco mm-hmm. in the city when I was growing up. I remember my brother's 20 years older. Right. And so my parents would put me on a plane when I was <laughs> when I was little, like seven or eight. Yeah. And they'd go take me on a plane, and I'd be one of those kids with like a big sign that's like <laughs> traveling alone or whatever. <laughs> feed me yeah exactly but doing that when you're a kid traveling alone the flight attendants are super nice to you yeah they super take care of you like you get the wings and you get to kind of see the kind of the moms that are maybe the cockpit kids of their own that kind of see you as their own child yeah yeah i remember i was always felt very pampered yeah uh they don't care about me anymore i had a bizarre lily gets like she just would like pamper everyone else she's (laughs) just like so so sweet Yeah. yeah i had a Thing even just a few years ago in my 40s, I was flying from, let's see, it would have been where we were in Switzerland, Germany. Mm-hmm. I think I was flying up to France to take a connecting flight, but I was by myself, got off the plane, everything's in French. And then there's this moment of like, uh, what do I do? <laughs> I know, like, I know. There's a little bit of vulnerability when you travel by yourself. It's true. It's true. I know it's like it's so funny because you just kind of like get off and you just look around and you're like, well, that sign says gates, so I walk that way, <laughs> yeah. and then you just get till you see the number and you're like, well, I guess I go that way. Yeah, and you sort of do what they tell you. It's so totally. crazy. Yeah, but as a kid, that's because that's a weird scare because we put our kids on a plane alone back from Rome this summer. Yeah, that's a big step. And we were looking at flights and we we were nervous because 
at first we were only finding flights with a connection uh-huh. and we didn't want them to have to do a connection on right. their own. And maybe it gets delayed and they miss right. it. Right. Exactly. So anyway, it was a direct flight. So we, <laughs> we put them on it, waited. Okay. They took off. Now they're in LA. So back in the day, I remember my, <laughs> my little grandma, four foot 11, red hair, uh, be like beehive red hair. Yeah. She, we would like walk out. I feel like we'd walk out to the runway. There was like an observation deck oh, yeah. at, at San Jose airport. And we would like stand on the observation deck and watch her walk up the stairs of the airplane. <laughs> she would wave at us. And then, she, and we'd always like try to look in her window. We're like, grandma, when you get to oh, your yeah, window, wave yeah. and we'll wave back at you. Like that's how much access you had back I know, then. You really did. I totally remember that kind of stuff too. <laughs> or picking people up at the gate. You just yes. park and go all the way up to their gate and right. be waiting out there for them. Yep. That was crazy. Yeah, man. Our kids will never know that. No, never, never know that. All right. I think that's enough. We're good. Yeah. I think we're good. Thanks for listening. Listen, are you good? I'm good. <laughs> Email us again your thoughts yep. on all these things, podcast at calvarylife.org. Check out uh, just the website in general, too, for all the stuff for each week. And uh, thanks for listening. How about last words done? Woohoo! <laughs> thanks for listening again to the Calvary Life Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. If you'd like to share any of your thoughts, please reach out to us at podcast at calvarylife.org. You can find out more about the show on Instagram at Calvary Life or on our website at calvarylife.org slash podcast.